Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey everyone, it's May 22nd, 2020. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Tonight talking Friday Night Smackdown on Fox. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Justin Labar. Uh, guys, am I insane or was this a pretty good episode of wrestling? This was pretty good. It, it, it was slightly more than there. Yeah, I mean, we had some big matches. Um, <laughs> you know, the the storyline stuff. I mean, sure, they're not everything hit, but I thought for a two-hour show... This is better than a lot of SmackDown episodes that they had with an audience since they moved to Fox. Way, way more importantly, sorry, Justin, way more importantly, folks in the chat room, how impressed are you with my hookup, my connection right now? I look and sound great, at least on my end I do. <laughs> you guys should be impressed. I saw somebody on Twitter. Uh-huh. uh-huh look at Glenn living what? the life over there with his little corona. He thinks he's just going to slide that in there and no one's going to comment. I swear it's like subliminal marketing is the weird effect of everything that's going on right now. <laughs> look at do I say trendy Glenn again or no? Trendy is, is this trendy? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I feel it is. I feel we're doing a wrestling it, podcast and you're topical. cool modi over there drinking a beer. Like cool modi. I've got God, those sunglasses. Old. I've got those sunglasses somewhere. The sunglasses that only cool modi and Yoko Ono wear. I found something pretty close to those. Start calling you Cerveza Rubenstein. <laughs> My alter ego. Uh-oh. He's chasing it with some water. Uh, I can't because I'm, I'm just finishing. The, like, they didn't have the Coronita. I normally drink the little ones. Um, there's something about warm weather. Do you guys have, like, warm re- weather rituals? For me, it's like I want fresh guacamole. I want a Corona. Hmm. And I just want, to me, you, like, chill out in front of the TV and the fan. You know? I think because our, sh- our our seasons, it feels like it's oh, the yeah. same way year-round. But isn't that that way for you in California? Or no? No, it's warmer from May to October. I mean, it's hot as bat bleep right now here. But, yeah. I mean, it's usually warm all year, though. Well, and we took a four-day weekend, which is weird, right? When we're all working from home, we were like, Monday's a holiday. We're going to make a concerted effort, get all the work done Thursday. So today was an off day, and it was it was nice. You know, it's, I mean, just trying to take a little staycation, get our mind off everything that's going on. And SmackDown tonight, I mean, I'm sure, you, as you can imagine, when 5 o'clock came around, I was like, oh, I have to watch SmackDown. For, with that being my expectation going into it, I was very happy with the way it turned out. I Watched it, drink some uh, Corona. I made a, a vegan version of a cheeseburger pie. Everything's coming up Rubenstein tonight. It's been good. 
Yeah, if you, yeah, if you watch every segment of SmackDown, pretty much everything uh, had a purpose. Everything meant something. Everything had a had a story going into it. It wasn't like random thrown together stuff. So, uh, like Matt said, maybe not everything, or one of you said, maybe not everything clicked necessarily to to everybody individually, but like everything at least mattered, which that that goes a long way. Absolutely. Um, so let's talk about the show and what happened tonight. Uh, we opened up with the dirt sheet with Miz and Morrison out there uh, taking some shots at Otis uh, and his relationship with Mandy Rose, uh, taking some shots at uh, Braun and Bray. And the segment reminded me of uh, an old classic Tonight Show bit. Like, now we're going to take a look at rejected puppets from the Firefly Funhouse. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was hokey. It was, it was like, stupid humor but i don't know i mean i thought it worked until braun came out there and interrupted them yeah yeah it was all right and then we have braun Strowman versus the miz where we all knew how that was going to end uh with braun getting the victory i do have to say though miz and morrison challenging him to a handicap match at backlash two on one they're doing this thing again matt could you imagine if miz and morrison win the championship and they're co-champions or worse, that the guy, and I hate to put this on Braun, it's not his fault, it's the people that book him and write for him and write for the show's fault, okay, to be clear. This is from the guy who single-handedly destroyed the tag team division as the tag team champions at WrestleMania oh, with that's true. the kid, whose the name kid. I forget, Daniel, Nicholas. whatever his name was. Nicholas. Nicholas. How could I forget? Now he found they found a new way for him to destroy it by having him beat, in my opinion, the best tag team. Um, what should be the best tag team in the tag team division. Um, one against two. Now, is it possible for him to beat both of them? Mm. Why would we want to find out though? If you're WWE, you're supposed to be supposedly revamping the tag team division. And it's getting yet another genre that they're losing out on, not taking advantage of in a tag team division, a cruiserweight division, a women's division. Well, the women's division is really good. But you know what I mean? No, I agree with that. I mean, Justin, what do you you think the the damage is of this? I mean, who? I guess the question to Matt's point is, who does it hurt more at this point, Miz and Morrison or or Braun? I mean, I think it definitely can hurt Miz and Morrison. I mean, if if this one guy beats him in the same match. uh, You know, I was a little surprised in the first place that that's where we're going for backlash. But then again, I guess maybe... After Braun's beaten Bray, the only other thing to do is to have Braun and the Fiend, and maybe they're not ready to go that route yet. Maybe they want to save it for a bigger show versus what might be mm-hmm. backlash in the PC. So that was the first thing that took away was okay, like Bray's kind of just you know off the side. You know, does Bray does Bray come back in the fold of this match? You know, Braun got I, I Matt true. and I both love Braun having the title, but Braun got the title obviously as a last minute audible because of what happened with Roman. Is this their way of taking it off Braun by having two guys beat him, and then you have Miz and Morrison fighting over the title over the summer? No, there's a lot of things that race. I hope not, but I'm just putting it out there of yeah, what, yeah. why they're doing this. Morrison should not be doing this. John Morrison should be an upper, very highly upper card talent at this junction. As bringing him back to this company. They did him wrong from day one. Having him come up on the bump as his debut. Oh, yeah. Me? Only reason I don't even know what the bump is because he was on it. So maybe maybe case <laughs> point proven. Um, and I hate saying that because um, Matt Camp, who does that show, actually, is a very good friend of mine. I didn't even know he was doing it. I used to come on his fantasy football show all the time on uh, Fantasy Network uh, on Sirius. Wow. XM, uh, uh, was it fantasy football XM? I forget what it was called. I had my own show called the fantasy blueprint and he helped what? get me that. 
well, I love fantasy football. I'm really addicted to it. Um, I got like seven to ten teams. I'm crazy about it. Wow. But, um, yeah, but that, that's but, like the nerdiest hobby you have. Well, it's up my comic books probably. Mm. Oh, that's true. Seven to yeah. ten at a time. Oh, dude, man. it's I'm nuts. This year, I wasn't able to pull off as many. I was able to play like in three leagues. But you but, do that. But if you do that, Matt, at some point you can't even root against certain players because you have every player. It does. At some point. Oh, oh, you think I'd learn my lesson? Yeah. But I don't. You're correct. Every game, you're like, oh yeah, but no, but no. But but I can't. But but it's like weird. It's like one of you guys having like one of your friends and you just randomly on WWE Network. Like, what the hell? He's the show. He's the host of the show. How did this happen? Um, that was my reaction to it. But anyways, like how they debuted him was terrible. What they're doing with him now is equally as terrible. I was kind of excited. Okay, they have Miz and Morrison back together. Sure. This will be on every week. They'll be funny. They'll have the dirt sheet. That'll be entertaining. But he's bigger than that. At least I thought he was. I think yeah. he is. I think he is too, Matt. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe you know. Look, they, WWE's had their chance before with John Morrison to like shoot him to the moon as a singles guy, and they haven't. Um, why we don't know. They treat but him I, like Dolph, right? A little bit better than Dolph. I, yeah. I, could, I could see something to where Morrison basically saying to to the office, like, "Look, I, I would rather I would rather just be in a tag team having fun with my friends than you try to." Tout me as a single star, and I just go out there and I and I get and I do nothing. I, I'm there for a few weeks, and then I and then I'm just discarded. Like I, I maybe he would rather just be if he, if he thinks this is the friends, but they're not. They, they don't hang out. Well, all right. Oh, well, interesting. I don't know. But, Illusion ruined, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just I think I I just feel like John Morrison's had more consistent success in WWE when he's been in a tag team versus when they ever tried him as a singles uh, for whatever reason. But maybe really, just, yeah. Eminem. I like his ECW. You're right. Championships, yeah. His ECW championship run, I thought was really good. Him versus Punk. Remember, he was ECW oh, yeah. champion there. The I like. I like that. EC- I mean, you know, I liked heel big show with Paul Heyman. Me too. The, the amount of guys that came up and got some, you know, that got. Yeah. Some, you know, I, I liked it, but it's always kind of unfortunately remembered as like the the it, it, people call it the WWE ECW. It's like the just the yeah. throw the throwaway. True. Um, it is weird that they're not giving Braun a singles opponent. Uh, yeah. Justin Lopez pointing out maybe they're saving the Fiend for SummerSlam. But Which makes sense. I mean, yeah. it's a big show. I mean, I get it. But and there's the- other people they could feed him. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe Bray interfere. I mean, it seems silly to have Bray interfere with Braun versus Miz and Morrison. I don't mm. know. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, if, Bra- if Braun beats Miz and Morrison... As he will, and as he probably he should. Uh, I mean, I could definitely see after he does that. You know, the fiend, the yeah. creepy laugh, or something to remind everybody that this feud's not over. Yes, yes, I agree. I think that's exactly what will happen. Actually, I'm taking over for that prediction. By the way, I just claimed <laughs> it here. So when Justin tries to claim this, folks, remember I, I just put my stamp of approval on. It. I put my flag in the ground to claim it before he could, even though he technically said it. I could almost <laughs> see. Uh, I just deboed your prediction. You did debo my prediction. <laughs> you did. Well, because they had the the stuff about the Firefly Funhouse puppets tonight, I could almost see Bray getting involved in this and maybe does form a short term alliance with Braun to then kick it up back the one on one for uh, for SummerSlam. But who knows at this point? Backlash. Like I'd forgotten it was happening until they were mentioning it tonight. Yes, I think everybody did. Oh, absolutely. Can I show uh, my? Uh, for, for, okay, yeah. You like these kind of things, weird things we talk about here. Sure. Glenn, 
When I see something crazy, I'm totally throwing my wife under the bus with this. Oh boy. I'm I can't turn the camera, but my wife does her work from this desk that I'm using right now. Yeah. And uh she has this facing her. Oh, she's gonna kill me for this. Can you guys see it? Hang on. What what is that? It's not is that uh it is a dragon of sorts with a okay. turtle on its back here, okay, with a coin in its mouth. You can't make this up, folks. Huh. And she believes that oh, and it's a I'm sorry, it is a dragon on top of a bunch of coin. And I believe the folklore is it's to give you good luck financially. Oh, well, there you go. How's that working out for you? It's <laughs> it's interrupting me, and I've you guys know I've ADD like legit, legit, and it's bothering me. I can't <laughs> stop looking at it while you guys are talking to me. I want to get rid of it. I if I get rid of it, dude, I'll be sleeping on the couch though. I'm just I'm looking at my desk around here, and this is, is this is just a disaster area. I haven't cleaned this yes, in so probably this. two years at this point. For some reason, I've got a, a four pack of uh, uh, Bartles and James wine coolers. <laughs> Wait, what, how long has that been there? You think it's been there? So uh, there's kind of like a okay. So let's talk about spouses. There's a running joke that I did every couple of years for Christmas where I would give my wife uh, one of those compilation albums you would see advertised on TV, like Secret <laughs> Love or The All-Nighter or Freedom Rock. You oh, know, yeah. like yeah, 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 all yeah, those. Yeah. And I would always give her like an alcoholic beverage that was appropriate to the era that the album came out. So I gave her one called The All-Nighter with a four-pack of Bartles and James. Uh, I gave her one that was called Secret Love uh, with uh, Reuniti. Remember Reuniti on Ice, so nice from the mid-'80s. So I would always like pair an alcohol, just a gag alcohol, with uh, one of these compilation albums. Do you vinyl. remember the original Freedom Rock commercials? Clint? Oh yes, yes. Turn it up, man. In fact, there are some songs that I only know. I kid you not. I only know them by the order they're in. Like when I hear the song, I Riding expect on it. A desert yeah. with a horse. That was one of them. Yes, but I expect it to go like nights in white satin. I've been waiting for a girl like yeah, you. Like I just—that's how I remember. Like, and when I watch those commercials on YouTube, I know the order they're coming up in because I've seen those commercials so many times. Yes, commercials just have such an impact. Oh, such yeah. an impact. And now I feel like, first off, what's what's Pizza Hut making a big deal about? Nobody touches your pizza. How many people were touching my pizza before? Well, Thank you. Between that and Domino's talking about dropping it and giving you the insurance back before this all started. <laughs> yes. Like, what are these people doing with our pizza? I thought the same thing. Every time I see a pizza commercial that says contactless delivery, I'm like, yeah, because I really hugged my delivery man prior to the pandemic. Like, what? <laughs> like, to what are they fair, talking about? Old school pizza shops we've all been to, right? And you see them yeah. in the bag, putting the sprinkling the cheese on and making the dough, then twisting up in the air like a Frisbee. They're, they're doing lots of touching. Yeah, that's true. It's true, uh, but and I'm tired of, of these uh, commercials. Like, look, look, Toyota. I, it's nice that you've got my back <laughs> right now. <laughs> look, Toyota. <laughs> yes, what the Raptor? Uh, yeah, just all of it. It's just like in these trying times. Yeah, or or how about or like the the comp whether it's uh, insurance companies or whatever. And they're like, you don't got to pay anything right now. No interest, <laughs> nothing. They're gonna come back, and you're gonna pay it all later. So just you know, don't don't go thanking them too much right now. They're like drug dealers. You don't have to pay us right now. Yeah, no. Let's get it later. We'll just run it, run up that interest. I might be crazy here, but I could have sworn Key was the first car dealership to do, or car dealer rather, car manufacturer to do something where they. I could have sworn it was like ten years or something insane like that. No, two years free. Like you don't have to make any payments for yeah. the first two to three years or something like that. 
Yes. Um, I would have bid on that. For the record, I would have bid on that. If I was struggling to have a car. This wasn't even scheduled tonight, but I'm going to do it. Uh, in these trying times, when every company is saying they have your back, let's talk about a company that's got your back and your sack, Manscaped, the sponsor <laughs> of this episode of the Wrestling Inc. podcast. If you're bored in the house, bored in the house, oh so bored, why not uh, do a little touch-up? That's the reason for the touch-up, the boredom? No, folks, you're doing it because <laughs> you're living La Vida Loca, in the words of Glenn. It's true. It's you're true. Taking uh, care of your business. You, you gotta you gotta take care of your business. TCB baby. Uh, you know what you know if you're at home and things are out of control, you don't even want to touch what's going on down there, let alone you know your partner. Have some common courtesy. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving your balls. Thanks to their lawnmower 3.0. It's the only men's brand dedicated to below the waist grooming. So while you're probably looking for new things to do at home, hey, why not make manscaping a part of your routine? I mean, just look at this beard. Look what I got going on here. I don't even want to tell you what's going on down there. But uh, this weekend, I got a date with the lawnmower 3.0 because I got to keep this tight. Um, look. We've all cut ourselves there before. Matt, how long have you been shaving your full body? How long have you just been like going all over with it? Oh, Matt walks away as I'm sitting there looking at a different thing. I'm going to ask him when he comes back because my theory is, and I want to know, when Matt is doing his bodybuilding, when he was doing his wrestling, shaves his leg, he shaves his back, he shaves his arms. But what about the bikini area? When he takes those briefs off, those silver trunks he used to wear, is it just like he's he's wearing uh, like uh, – like chinchilla fur, a chinchilla speedo down there because does he does he go for everything or is it just the areas that we saw on camera? Inquiring minds want to know. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with the Perfect Package 3.0. The Perfect Package 3.0 comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, which is waterproof cordless, uh, waterproof cordless body trimmer. And it also comes with a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine, keep you looking, keep you smelling, keep you feeling fresh. This third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce the manscaping accidents. That ceramic blade is no joke. When you cut yourself shaving or trimming before, it's because you've got these metal blades. Ceramic is where it is at. It moves so much smoother over the surface, free of cuts, free of nicks. It's absolutely fantastic. Their advanced skin safe technology. And not only do they obsess over these tech developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience, they also use the best ingredients and their formulations. So in that perfect package, you'll get the Crop Preserver, Manscaped's anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. Justin, are you using the Crop Preserver or do you, do you got chafed balls? I'm using the Crop Preserver. I have, okay. I have all the products lined up in the medicine cabinet and, and I'm, I'm enjoying them. I love the, I, love the, I love the ball deodorant. I love it all. Bros, don't chafe your balls. Get Manscaped's Perfect Package 3.0. You're sitting on the couch. We know where your hands are going. You might as well keep them smooth as eggs and smelling fresh. So subscribe to the Perfect Package, and you'll get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your, to your door every three months, which is great. Got to make sure that trimmer always stays fresh and clean. I had a set of electric clippers that I kid you not, I probably didn't wash or change for the entirety of my 20s. I don't even want to think about what, you know what I mean? Like, you know how as a, Justin, you know, this guys, we do this, we buy one thing and we just never upgrade it. We never replace it. And then one day our wife or a girlfriend throws it away and we're like, what did you do that for? And they're like, it was rusted. There were hairs, like it just, it was gross. So with Manscaped, this perfect package, uh, subscription, it's where it's at. You get that replacement blade. And for a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. You're going to get the shed travel bag, the bag. Shed travel bag. That's a $39 value add. And the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped boxer briefs, my favorite boxer briefs. I'm upgrading all my underwear to them. So it's a perfect package for your perfect package. So get 20% off plus free shipping with our code WINC at manscaped.com. 
Do yourself a favor. Use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code WINC at manscaped.com. It's 20% off. Free shipping. WINC. Manscaped.com. Matt Morgan. Matt Morgan is about to say that is the world's longest commercial. Are you kidding me? I just went in, used the bathroom, washed my hands, and chatted with my wife who's taking a bath. And uh, tell, shared with tell me more, but tell it slower. So very funny. So she's on her iPad, and and I'm like, what are you like stalking other people's pages here? What are you doing here? And she's like, No, I'm just unfollowing people that are not following me. I go, I'm gonna go on the air and tell everybody that. And she goes, You should, because I think that's very rude. They're not following me back. I thought you so you're one of them. You're one of those people. I thought she was gonna say she was watching this podcast and she saw you just touch the, the dragon and turtle. <laughs> Oh, I did. I got that out of the, That's probably the first thing I said before I even went to the bathroom. <laughs> touching, <laughs> the, touching the dragon, also what Matt Morgan calls it when he manscapes himself. Uh, it is gets not. things out of the way. Uh, um, asterisk. I have no idea what that even means. <laughs> Just sounds good. Uh, so, Matt, I had the question back mm-hmm. when you used to do bodybuilding. I mean, you've been shaving everything for probably mm-hmm. the better part of your life at this point. Mm-hmm. So did you just go with what you saw on TV? I mean, was it like a chinchilla speedo underneath those silver trunks or did you just go with everything when you used to do the full body shave in wrestling and bodybuilding? Most guys, honestly, most guys that are semi, I don't want to say too into themselves or whatever. Maybe it is that um, to a degree. Um, but this has been something I've seen I want to say even since college, I, honestly, uh, there are athletes and things like that, that whether you're using a straight edge razor or whatever. Um, but I don't think it was just for bodybuilding either. I think uh, wrestling, you want to look more cut on television. Uh, a hairy chest, hairy abs kind of hides that, if you mm. will. Um, so the more like lean vascular look, the better you look on television. So you want to shave, obviously. But, God, I wish we had this when I was wrestling. It would have been so much simpler to use because, again, you don't get nicks and you don't get, like, when you're as tall as I am and you're sitting there shaving your chest or your abs and shoulders and whatever, you're doing it as quick as you can to get the hell out of Dodge and move on with your day. You don't want to be sitting there all day. And uh, so you go quickly. And if you use other clippers that are not Manscaped, and I'm not just saying this is a cheap plug. I'm saying this because this is truth. It scratches the living bleep out of your chest, out of your abs, out of your shoulders. Because those blades, again, is steel on steel or metal on metal. And uh, you really do scratch yourself and it leaves marks. So you look like a dork the next day And if you're on TV, for instance. And uh, where the Manscapes uh, blades are built to avoid that. As well as not pinching on, you know, your goods, if you will, when you're shaving down there as well. It's really, really legit, legit uh, device and it works very, very well. No, and as, as we saw with uh, the Revival shaving their backs backstage, it could be quite a chore. Did they use the Manscaped or no? No, they didn't. In fact, we'll talk about a missed opportunity. Yeah, like, really. Maybe we could have tied that in. Just, ima- think, just yeah. imagine if Val Venus was still around when Blue True was now here. I mean, there would be so many. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyhow, we'll have Manscaped back tomorrow night as well for our Double or Nothing coverage. Uh Leon's Duncan, $5 super chat. I still think Heel Bailey's reaction to Colt's commentary during her matches is absolute gold. Also, when's the last time yeah. Charlotte lost clean by pin or tap? That is true. Both very good points, Leonza. Absolutely. Especially a big deal for Charlotte because she's on every freaking show. She's yeah. on Raw, NXT, and SmackDown. Uh, Bob the Builder, CA2 saying, Matt, your truck looks different. I was going to it's very, very spacious. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, it is. 
Yes, the kind of ride many many fresh used to rap about. Um, so house, house real big, cars real big, everything real big. Justin remembers. Good lord. Uh, oh, let's talk about this banger of a match: intercontinental title tournament match, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura tonight. We've seen them before, but it's mm-hmm. been a while. It has been great match. You knew it was going to be. Can you guys? I can't believe I'm about to say this. I think I may have said it before, though. For me, Nakamura, no matter what he does in the ring anymore, it doesn't matter. For me, he is in and on this shelf. If if these were all toys, okay, this guy is on like the back, back, way back of like your classic action figures that you have up front that you're featuring, right? To me, Nakamura is like on the third shelf and he's like way in the back now. Like with with Cesaro, ironically, um, and other t- like Dolph, and just other stars that I, I'm I'm now programmed, and I loved him. He was one of my favorites. He legit was, you know. And I hate saying it, but it's truth. I, I don't take him seriously. There's nothing they're gonna do with him, hmm. where he's gonna be a champion, a heavyweight champion. Well, what's wild is he's held titles in WWE. He's won a Royal Rumble. And yet, yes. even even with these accomplishments, I, I mean, I know I get what you're saying, Matt. Uh, yeah, and obviously, we've all we've all goo goo and gaga over you know the match with Sami Zayn when he made his NXT debut. Um, yeah, but it just there's just he's in like a he's in like a purgatory of it just it's not yes. it's not going to go anywhere. You just feel like it's not going to it's not going to matter no matter what. Even if he got the win against AJ and he's in the and he's in the final four for the IC tournament, you know he's not winning. You know, so, no, it, it, it's a great point. And here's the other thing: is like I, I I'm forced now by this company to watch wrestling one of two ways. One, as a legit fan like the rest of everybody in hopes of this person, well, if they win this match, maybe this this will turn everything around for them. And then they'll get a push. Maybe they'll be a champion. Like I hoped one day, like a real fan usually watches these shows. Or like I had to watch it tonight. This dude's stuck in purgatory. He's not going anywhere. They're not going to do anything with him. But you know what? As a wrestler, I'm going to be able to watch this match and respect it and be like, holy crap, these guys are amazing. I couldn't do what they're doing in the ring right now um, and judge their psychology and like, wow, these guys are really good um, and watch it from that perspective. And I don't think that's what WWE should be going after. They should be going after us all emotionally invested in these characters, good or bad, bad guy or good guy, you know what I mean, heel or face, investing in them and, and having a care in who wins and loses. Yeah, yeah I, I'm surprised, you know, because like uh, I, I don't I don't know Nakamura, but from 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 what I've been able to tell just <clears> on social <throat> media and from those who do know him, he's got a very uh, jovial personality in real life. Oh, my God. Uh, yes. for, for being a guy who's not from this country and this culture, he's, he's still very jovial, very fun to be around. I'm surprised that nothing else, not that I want him to become a comedy act. I'm surprised yes. that they haven't tried to let him just just do something different and see if it re- like almost like a Rusev Rusev. They pushed. Hard as the foreign heel heel for a long time. Well, you know, unfortunately, and, they'll turn him into Tajiri and what they did with him. Yeah, remember the comedy gimmick yeah. he did? He was yeah. pretty funny with it for what it's worth. But he well, wasn't he was not the Japanese buzzsaw anymore either. No, but the stuff with him and Regal was really good. Um, like it was. First, for what it was, yeah, it was. Um, I don't know. So I'm surprised. They, I'm surprised that at this point that they haven't even tried that with Nakamura. I'm surprised Vince hasn't. You know, right? <laughs> let him. Let them let them do toilet humor. You know, like I'm surprised we haven't got that. You know, I knew him when he was a little kid, not a little kid, but he was a young boy. 
him and Tanahashi both were just finishing huh. graduating from young boy onto the main roster. And I'm telling you, that dude, every time you look around the locker room, you'd be laughing at something. Nakamura with like this like little kid laugh to the point Jindrak used to point it out all the time. Like, why is this dude always laughing? Like, nothing's <laughs> even happening right now. Why is he laughing? Like, why don't how, you go ask him, Mark? <laughs> how long did it take you to get over that and watching wrestling? I know I've asked you a variance of this before. To but watch it as like- a fan? Well, if I watch a movie, okay, so we uh, hung out with Paul Walter Hauser, who is a Natanya and Cobra Kai, and uh, Richard Jewell. We hung out with him at StarCast last year. And it's like after that, whenever I see him now and things, it's like, oh, hey, I know that guy. Like, I've hung mm-hmm. out with that guy. You know what I mean? So these are people yeah. you spent a lot of time with. Like, is you almost have to take a step back to watch things with uh, the eyes of a fan and not get... No, they'll always be yeah. a friend or a coworker or whatever to me when I watch and I just watch it like I would if I was backstage watching it on the monitor, hoping that they do, they, they, they do great. No injuries happen. They tell the story they want to tell. And more importantly, that the fans in the arena go crazy for their match. So I watch from that perspective. If I know them, I, I would just, if I were you, and I know it's coming out on this podcast, I would just get angry on their behalf sometimes with, I mean, like the Bobby roots of the world. The oh, way these guys yes. I do that very much. Yeah. Um, so this match was great. AJ Styles won. I feel like the way they were telegraphing it, I mean, he's definitely gonna be in the finals, uh, and, and I could absolutely see him winning this. And let's note, Glenn, because this was kind of a that there was it was, and I think it was set on commentary, but it's definitely made note on uh, social media. AJ Styles is now officially on SmackDown. He was oh, traded, yeah. he was traded for future considerations. Uh, he was traded from Good. Raw, and Raw's gonna get you know a play- player to be named later, essentially. SmackDown just got a hell of a lot better, it's a better fit for him, it really is. He's SmackDown, help. he'll help him. SmackDown's better. I mean, SmackDown again. Obviously, SmackDown has an advantage of just being two hours. I'll never. Uh, that's always something we have to keep in mind when you're comparing it to Raw. Three hours is a different animal. But yeah, SmackDown, just the way it's handled by the people at by you know, I guess it's Bruce Pritchard who's doing the the week to week for SmackDown. There's just a certain level of, of of consistency. Now, granted, for for Heyman and Raw, he's got a lot more newer faces that they're trying to get established, and this is a, the toughest time to get it established. But like you know, the lot the raw is very it gets very car crashy, very random. We've you know, it, but but there's a there's a certain consistency with SmackDown that's really appreciated. No, I agree with that. Um, after this, they were hyping Edge versus Orton and what's going to happen at Backlash. As uh, someone trying to find the super chat, uh, Ross McLean, four ninety nine European. How do you think WWE is going to book the greatest wrestling match ever? And why do they keep putting talent in these unwinnable situations? Mm-hmm. Matt, how would you feel if they build it? Matt Morgan's going to wrestle in the greatest wrestling match ever. Uh, they both, for what it's worth, can handle it. Um, they're both that good. Um, but come on, there's no such thing as the. It's impossible. It's an impossible billing to live up to. But I think it's going to be a hell of a match. It, uh, I, I, I get what this, this what, what Ross is asking here. Yeah, as Matt said, these guys, these guys. These guys can't have a bad match if they try. You know, they're so good right. naturally. They, they have such chemistry with each other. They know each other so well. There's so much trust. That go, it's going to go a long way. But, yeah, to, for all the times, you know, wrestling used to be on the, on the blacklist of no-no words right there next to, next to belt for Vince. And now he's allowing, you know, I guess to buy, now he's allowing wrestling to, ha- to be spoken more. Of all the times that you want to make the promotion to a match to be, this is going to be one of the greatest matches ever, wrestling matches. You do it when you don't have the key component for wrestling, which is live reaction. 
So mm-hmm. unless 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 they are keeping unless they're keeping it close to the vest, which would be great, I'd love a surprise. Unless we turn on backlash and it's not in an empty PC, whether it's a PC that has fans, whether it's full sale that has fans, or whether it's somewhere else because as the country's opening, um, unless they surprise us with having some kind of last minute fan thing, I don't know why at this time of all things I would save the greatest wrestling match tag for when you're going to have your first show back with normal ticket selling situation. That's because you're going to get the biggest pop because everybody is waiting to 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 pop for wrestling. If SummerSlam's the first show back where we get even at you know even if it's only five thousand capacity, but we have anxious fans, the the fans of all fans that travel around the world to get to SummerSlam, that's when you promote the greatest wrestling ever because those five thousand fans are going to go banana, as Pat Patterson would say. Yeah, uh, Antoine Fair, I like this five dollars super chat saying AJ was traded for a wrestler to be named later. I believe it has to be Roman. What do you think? I could see him coming back and going to Raw. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I could see that. Um, Justin. Well, one, just obviously unknown timetable with Roman uh, of when he's going to feel comfortable Two, Roman is such a key player. They built SmackDown on Fox around like, like it was meant mm-hmm. to be Roman's like, so that's that, 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 like, not, no. not, I'm not knocking AJ, but in terms of commercial, uh, like c- commercial marketability, AJ is not what Roman is. Like there's not many that are Roman, but like, that's, that would be a tough sell to sell to Fox. Oh yeah, by the way, we're we're, we're taking Roman over to Mondays. Well, know. we could have Roman versus a heel brawn. I could see that, and that was great before when they had their feuds. I think that's the best feud Roman has ever had. But Roman versus Drew, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I'd be shocked if Roman came back and wasn't in the title picture, especially with Brock Lesnar gone. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, so they followed up AJ versus Shinsuke with Charlotte Flair versus Bailey. Um, Matt, what did you think of this? This was good. I like this. Yeah. This was really good, actually. And he's right. The commenter earlier, Bailey, was actually very entertaining, I thought. And she won. Clean. Yeah. Bailey, Bailey is just uh, this with the no crowd where she where she's made her shtick to antagonize Cole. And then even, <laughs> even antagonizing the referee, there was a point. I mean, this match was several segments. So I don't remember where. So fans go back and find. But there's a point where Bailey tried pinning Charlotte and she tried putting her feet up on the ropes for the leverage, right? And the ref called her, and Bailey was like, "I was just testing you." The, to the ref, <laughs> like, like she, like she is just booming with her personality in, this, in the time where you can hear. Her. There's no, there's no crowd to distract from here. But this is a really good match. Good back and forth. Bailey gets a, a win. Uh, obviously, she pulled the trunks, did, but still, good win. This, this is, this was, this was a really good match. Good for her. Good for everybody involved. In it. Mm-hmm. I agree. This is exactly what I want to see. Like two women at the top of their game being able to go out there and have a lengthy match and just show what they're capable of. I mean, I feel like it's been a while. This felt like a pay-per-view match to me. Yeah. Without the fans, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very good. Good quality match too on top of it. But again, Bailey got to give her a due, get on her a lot and not cause it's her fault. Um, I don't think they cashed, you know, cashed in properly on her from day one as a baby face on her debut on, yeah, um, I was saying that she's gonna be the female John Cena. Like she's gonna be be able to like a be a, a mint in which she'll be able to the merch, you know, you know, print her own money almost because that company did her did 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 right by her. I thought you know, but uh, so it was tough to see her and put in these p- stupid terrible situations that continued to put her in almost, and then like finally they they, they switched her heel, and it, it was tough. It left a lot to be desired. Um, but she's getting there. I'd she's, say she re- she really is. 
I think she's benefited not having the audience because I think the audience was. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. You know what? That's a good point because, as a, from what we, I usually say that because the town's doing something verbal in the ring or on the outside or whatever have you, talking trash, whatever. So, so like, oh, this is really good for this character. This character's mm-hmm. really feeling themselves right now. Plus, we can hear trash talk, which makes them funnier, cooler, whatever. Um, but that's a great point you just brought up. Without the fans there, maybe there's less pressure on her. Um, because she is such a fan favorite and she does, you could tell she loves being a fan favorite. Oh yeah. Um, because she's genuine. Um, and maybe it makes it easier for her to go into these other gears that we haven't really seen from her as a heel verbally. Well, um, how, how ironic it is. And Matt, it's I, Matt, you and I've never talked with this, but I, I, at some point thought something similar way back when she was still in NXT. I remember saying this and somebody thought I was nuts. I was like, I thought Bailey and the women's in the in the contact of the women's division could could be a John Cena. I thought the merch that she could sell, and For I got sure. I got sold on that after being down at Full Sail years ago watching Bailey and uh, Sasha it's and crazy. Iron Man. Crazy match. for her, yeah. Oh, and, besides and, that being an amazing match too, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, and Izzy was there, the the, the 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 super Bailey fan, and it's it's so ironic to think about that. You know, we we make the comparison that Bailey could be the women's John Cena from that context. And Bailey is getting her best work done and her best push done as a heel. And there was always the pool of when is John Cena going to be heel? When are we going to give the John? And so it's funny that, 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 I don't know, there's a weird. She's still irony. Got, and she's still got a ways to go um, with this, um, but she's doing much better than she was. And she's starting to feel it most importantly. Um, and I wish her luck. I just still think the big money in her is definitely as that baby face that they just need to let her be. Not the one we've seen on TV. She's much better than what they've given us. I tell you, and I think tonight was very important that she got this win over Charlotte, who yes. very rarely loses, especially under these circumstances. Yes. No Sasha. I actually thought um, Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley could uh, come in tonight, reciprocating Charlotte, interfering their match on Wednesday, but I don't think they're doing that much cross-brand continuity. So, hey, good for Bailey tonight. You know, this yeah. uh, was a big moment for her, and um, I'll be curious when they're gonna when they're gonna pull the trigger on her and Sasha in a feud because I think uh, that's gonna be well. I think their timetable may, at least in original plans, might have been for SummerSlam, which SummerSlam would have been in Sasha's backyard of Boston. But now that SummerSlam is not gonna be in Boston because Boston's not allowing it, uh, it seems like that's still the timetable, but it's not gonna have the same location importance or location relevance. So Brian Barry, Buck99 wants to know are they doing AJ versus Taker at SummerSlam? Don't know. I don't no idea, Brian. I did not <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think they I mean, I, I think uh they could wait for another big pay-per-view. I don't think that needs an audience. I think the Boneyard match is how every Taker match should be from here on out. That was just yes. so much better. Eric Court, two dollars, Lions Dem match, who would fit into it? Well, we're kind of getting well, I mean, like next week with Thatcher and Riddle, it's going to be like, I mean, Sorry. did you drop the dragon, Matt? No, he's a ruler. Because <laughs> that'd be bad luck. Sorry, go ahead. I uh, know. I was just saying with the lines, the lines, Dan. I, mean, I remember they did that with Owen Hart and um, Ken Shamrock. Shamrock or Severn, yeah, one of the MMA guys. And him too, I think. Um, and that was just like a yeah, that was a cage with no. It was like an it was like a, its own octagon. But we might get something similar to that with. Thatcher and Riddle next week. They're going to be in a cage. It's probably going to be a more traditional cage, but I, but they're they're really kind of harping on it being um, they're kind of building it kind of like like as a strong style blood sport MMA kind of match. So I'll be interested. Are to see they it. really? 
there's been yeah, like little things the way they've they've been like little little phrases they've been saying and building to it. So I'm curious if it's going to be a traditional wrestling ring of cage or if it's going to be something modified. I didn't know that. Uh, Justin Lopez, $5, saying it was announced Charlotte's in a three-way on Raw versus Natty and Nia to see who faces Asuka at Backlash. I'm shocked Shayna isn't in it. Uh, yeah. Kind well, of. it's just Raw. Yeah, I think it's going to be Nia versus Asuka at Backlash. Pretty sure that's the direction they're headed in. Who? Nia, Nia? Jax, yeah. I don't really think it's Oscar's going to lose the title. No, no, no. I, I think no. Nia's going to lose. Goes over on Nia. I, yeah, Oscar's no. going to beat Nia. You think Nia's ready to lose yet? She just came back. No, no, not Nia will become the number one contender. Yeah, in this three way, so she'll be the next one to face Oscar because Nia was the one that. Yeah, Nia was the one they were positioning to face Becky after Mania, and now the Becky's out. So they're just going to sub her you're in. You're saying that Oscar beats Nia at Backlash. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, who are they more invested in? Shayna's not going anywhere near this match because I think they're saving Shayna for Oscar and SummerSlam. This is going to sound wild, and you're going to think I'm nuts. Hmm. You don't think Natty pulls an upset so Asuka gets an automatic win at Backlash versus giving away Charlotte versus Asuka again and giving away Nia having to lose to Asuka? I think Natty's in this match to take the pin, but I like I like what you're thinking. I like Natty. I like her to get the opportunity here, but um, I mean, look, it's not going to be Charlotte. That's too confusing. And she just lost. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm excited for this. It has to be Nia. Nia cannot do the J-O-B. There has to be interference or a DQ or something. Yeah. So there you go. Nia versus Asuka. Shayna interferes, and now we have a little bit of a three-way dance going to SummerSlam. Jimmy MT91 five bucks says he thinks AJ is being built up to face Taker again. Maybe the last match Taker's looking for, but what are the odds Sting debuts for AEW tomorrow night? What is this all about? I was on YouTube right now and I saw, I didn't see it, but it, one of the advertisements like at the channels I can go to, it was like Booker T on his podcast talking about the potential of Sting to AEW to wrestle again. Be, is this well, a real thing? Well, the, 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 the rumors are flying, Matt, because Sting's uh, WWE... Yeah, I get it. Yeah, his action figure series got pulled from Mattel, so there's been a, and, and so there's been a lot of speculation of maybe that you know AEW's you know that, that he's he's there. Maybe AEW would uh, would 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 have an interest to use him somehow. So hmm. to wrestle though, people are saying he's going to wrestle. Maybe only in a boneyard match style film segment is the only way I could see it. Uh, Leonza Duncan saying interesting fact: Becky, Alexa, and Bailey have more days as Raw SmackDown Women's Champion than Charlotte. That makes sense, Charlotte hasn't had I, I don't associate her title ranks as being that long she's had a few lengthy ones but she was like hot potatoing it back and forth with sasha for a while charlotte doesn't need to have the championship yeah yeah and it's and it's wild because charlotte at her age and in and the, in, in the the uh number of years she's been in the business on the low end she's on i mean like they're gonna have to really pump the brakes with her winning titles or she, or maybe that's what they want. She's going to pass her old man. If, if I mean, she's, okay. I mean, yeah, I don't know if that's what they want. I don't know, but I think she is that dominant. I really do. I, I think the other talents are amazing. I just, I am so sold that she's better than all of them. I'm sorry. She is awesome in that ring. I agree. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Antoine Fair, uh, we did read your super chat earlier. Thank you for sending another one saying he's saying YouTube is buffering. We're seeing some of that. I, I see us coming through clear recording. So if anyone's watching this on YouTube it, live, hopefully uh, recorded, it will all be fine. And of course, the podcast will uh, be up and we'll, yeah, we'll make sure that that's all good. Um, lastly, of the super chats for this round, Terry Allen Jr., $5, saying Brooklyn's own B. Shad Gaspard shirts are available for wrestling tees. I believe they're giving 100% of the money to Shad's family. Asking if we'll buy. Uh, absolutely. And, uh, Who's Terry Allen Jr.? Do you work for them, Terry? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just wondering why he's asking that question. Um, well, I do want to tell the fans. Uh, you saw I posted the link to the GoFundMe for Shad's family. Uh, we're going to do something. I don't know if we're going to do it with the Super Chats. Because YouTube takes a cut. We want all that money to go to Shad's family. We were talking about this before the show. So stay tuned. We'll have. Uh, Just wondering why a guy's asking me why I buy a friend, uh, a, a shirt of my friend who passed away. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that is a little. It's a little insensitive, but whatever. Yes. He's trying to promote it. That's why I'm asking. Maybe he's part of the company. I just don't know. And if that's the case and you want us to promote it, please tell us. Yeah, is, this, is this the collar and elbow shirt? That was, is that what we're talking about? I saw one that was linked on. That's uh, Al's company. Sorry. Could have sworn it was pro wrestling tees, and I saw it linked. Uh, no, Col- Collar and Elbow has Brooklyn's own beast. Oh, is that one? Yeah. Maybe that's different than the pro wrestling tees one. We'll get to the bottom of it. Um, of course, the wrestling community still feeling that impact. And like I said, we're gonna we're gonna do something to contribute to that fund. Um, Savan Varvar five bucks just wants to. I think Gulak will be in that ladder match yes. tomorrow night. That's too, it's too good of timing, right? Well, as, as soon as it was made public that he was gone, they said all of a sudden they're adding a ninth person, and yeah. and he has and he has there, there, there's no no compete time. He's he's free to go right now. He can go anywhere. So, what do you mean he's free? His contract was just naturally ended. It wasn't a release, so it, it naturally ended. So once it naturally ends, there's no ninety day not compete. So it ended on whatever. Rock is no longer WWE. Yes. Last Friday, I think it was last oh, Friday. Yeah, you you right. were with us last Friday. So last Friday, it, 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 it I think it was Friday. It naturally ended. Just it, him? Just him. And that, it, yeah, his contract, just it, the, whatever last Friday's date was, that was the end date, and he did not sign a new one. So he was free as of the next day to go anywhere. So as soon as that happened, they AEW all of a sudden said this casino uh, match is going to have an, an extra ninth person. So we're thinking it's... Oh, it's Drew Blocks on AEW already? Well, well, we think. No, we're guessing. Wow. We think it's what's going to happen tomorrow. Hope they, I hope he sticks to some of this character here because this is a good character for him. Even though you want to get away from your WWE persona, usually more times than not, this is one I would not, Drew. I would totally dig into the PowerPoint. Yeah. Actually, it was, it was Saturday. Actually, Glenn, wasn't it last it was Friday t- he wrestled on SmackDown and then on Saturday he, he was, was released. released. Or not released, when, but his contract did, was done. You know, Matt, and I completely understand uh, if you forgot this given – Everything mm-hmm. has gone on this week. I think we talked about this at the end of Monday's episode. After like we had a True. long episode. Uh, yeah, I, I think we talked about this like the very end of an mm-hmm. episode. Sorry. Um, no, I, I've been looking at this. I mean, we we were doing over an hour before, but um, since you know self isolation, shelter in place, we've had some long episodes of this podcast. I, I forget half the things that I say on this. People tweet them at me or DM me, and it's just all a blur at this point, man. Um, in a good way, but yeah, uh, Matt, we talk- 
Ben, we talked we, we talked about this Wednesday. Uh, obviously, we didn't get to joke with you with this. Did you see the bingo board that was created for this podcast? By oh, yes, yeah, that's what made me say how great my connection is tonight. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's well, awesome. No blackout bingo tonight. Um, anyhow, uh, but man, I agree with you. The PowerPoint thing with Drew, like it, it really is. Like, and he's a great wrestler, but that's the key. Being a great wrestler isn't enough. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to be entertained. He can do it because he's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, we had a mixed tag match tonight. Sonia Deville and Dolph Ziggler versus Mandy Rose and Otis with Sonia and Dolph picking up the win. Um, I just want to see Sonia and Mandy one-on-one in like a real kind of let them do like a street fight match or something more extreme. I think that could be amazing at backlash. Otis and Dolph lower this. <laughs> yes. Isn't that crazy? But it's true. It really is. We just got to call a spade a spade on this. They do. They are not. Usually valets and managers are supposed to be the garnish, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. To the steak, if you the steak dinner, if you will, or whatever, the sizzle to the steak. And they're supposed to be the sizzle, in my opinion, to the girls in this one. I really see it that way. Except they're not sizzling. They're bringing them down. I don't like they. I agree with you. I'd like to see them one on one. They have a long friendship together. They have a built-in storyline. We don't need the crap with the guys. Yeah, it's annoying. Well, I mean, we we have seen them one on one. We did see it a few weeks ago. I see. I don't I'm not I don't with see. them included. Not fighting over more. My man said this. I don't want any of that. I don't want any. Well, no, but we did get. Uh, we did get. Sonia and Mandy one on one. It was a. It was like it was the opening match of SmackDown a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, very are short. Fighting because of what just happened, though. I, mean. I don't know. I, to me, to me, what I like about this is that what started as probably like a haha comedy gag of the fat guy gets the pretty blonde yes. a, a long time ago, and this started, and it's yes. been relatively speaking a long time ago. That this is actually still going on. It's okay. still consistent. Every. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think anybody's been harmed by it. Nobody's been – everybody's been – maybe Dolph is the only one not, but the other three at least are all uh, elevating their status. I don't know. I'm okay yeah. with this. Okay. We will see. Did we see the hacker tonight? We did not. Speaking of crappy crap stuff that Justin likes. Justin. Uh, Matt likes. <laughs> he loves the hacker. He loves the movie hackers. Oh, not that man. Oh, Matt stealing my Matt stealing my predictions, putting his blueprint stamp on them. <laughs> Matt Purvis, five dollars says happy Friday. Thank you, sir. Wants to know how we'd rank the oh. Starbusters between Triple H, Arn, Batista, and Farouk. I'm sorry, and no one's gonna. People do not pay close enough. Attention. That's. I'm, I'm glad Matt even has Farouk on there because I don't feel he gets enough justice. I will take his any day of the week. Go back and watch him, folks. Ron Simmons slash Farouk. Spinebusters, holy mackerel, dude! Seriously, they're very aggressive, super powerful. Um, well done. Triple H's was always really done very well in transition of how he'd go into his. Batista's was pretty dope too. Um, they all very good, great. All four of them, obviously. Arn's the you know you don't want to say the innovator of them. People did Spinebusters before, him, but he made them famous. I would argue, right? Um, but I'm going with Farouk. Oof, go back and watch them. Brian Barry, 499. Will Adam Page turn heel tomorrow night on the Elite and cost them the match? It's a pretty that's a pretty good prediction, actually. I wasn't I didn't think about that. That's a pretty good prediction. I think Dragon Brian Barry may be on. I think he may be on to something. 
perhaps they've been dragging this out. I feel like Adam Page's heel turn yes. long overdue. Yes, yes. Uh, Bob the Builder, CA Canadian, two dollars wants to know which is worse today, Impact Wrestling or WCW 2000. Are you really asking this question? Impact Wrestling today, there's no question. I still loved WCW until its last day. And then Bob the Builder also wants to know, uh, Matt, any funny stories on Scott Steiner and what was your reaction to the promos he did with Samoa Joe? Hilarious. I did a, a promo with Scott in which it was supposed to be babyface versus babyface. And I saw what was on the script. I saw Scott was going to be, it was supposed to be Vince sold this, not sold this, but, but explained it to me that it would be athlete versus athlete, right? Um, college athletes. I like, I grew up, me and my brother grew up watching the Steiners and seeing them be able to make the transition from collegiate sports, uh, local boy do good. Right. To, uh, transition into professional wrestling and there was something there that 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 vince wanted me to do a good baby face versus baby face promo and i saw a little bit of steiner's promo i could see like what was written and we always can see what each other is saying and uh it was, it was pretty aggressive like him tearing me down like doing his normal scott steiner stuff right tearing you down I'm like oh if i was the blooper and i if uh, you know you look like my dog shave his ass so walk backwards some some crazy thing like that Right. If I was, if, if I had your DNA, I'd kill myself. I'd shoot myself. Then I'd kill myself. Like good Steiner lines for sure. Um, and I remember telling Vince, I'm like, Vince, I can't just stand there and take that. I've got to be able to obviously go back. You know that. Right. And he's like, if you do that, your win against him, it won't be as much. It won't mean as much. You're going over on him at the pay per view. That's your payback. And if you do it now and you get, I'm like, I'm like, this is my strength is, is, is on the mic. I'm like, I've got a million and one one-liners to kill him with right now. And anything he says to me, you know, you need to be this tall to ride this ride. I still don't see you. Please stand up. There's just a million different short person jokes that I could have just destroyed him with, you know? But he's like, you're missing the point. This is supposed to be, you're supposed to be a baby face and he's the baby face too, but you got to have the sympathy on you for trying to come across to him and saying, well, you know, uh, of looking up to him as a little kid, right? and paving the way for other All-American athletes to move, find the transition in the pro wrestling, something like that, I recall. And it made sense. I know what Vince was talking about. Um, but then right when it was done, I remember Hogan being like, you should have annihilated him. You should not have just sat there and taken him saying those things. You can't do that. You're too big. you know. And he was right in retrospect. Um, but it was a good learning lesson. But I felt it. I felt it immediately when I read it. I'm like, there's no way I would just, the blueprint would just sit there and stay there and be like, okay, he's got what else do you got for me? Um, do you know what I mean? I would big boot him something. Matt, and, just to, Matt, just to be clear for everybody, you you, you said Vince several times. You mean Russo, right? Not McMahon. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, so Terry Allen Jr. spending $5 more just to say that Collar and Elbow mm-hmm. are selling their shirts with 100% of the cash going towards Shad's family. Pro Wrestling Tees is doing the same. So if you want one of those, pick it up. Um I am just going to donate money directly. We're going to do something through this podcast, but if you want a shirt to memorialize him, that's a nice way to do it and give his family some money. Um, so we had Jeff Hardy backstage. We'll wait till Matt gets back to uh, talk about this. Some more I am, am going to buy. I am going to buy one of those those shirts. I just found it on Collar Nobo. Nice. It's a nice looking shirt. Um. WWE, of course, memorialized Chad against Night with the graphic. Yeah, 
still just uh, what, what can you say? I think the Undertaker even commented on it too. Oh wow! I think uh, I think we had that on wrestling. I think the Undertaker commented said like it's something to the effect of like it just isn't fair. That's no, it's, quote. it's not. No, not at all. I mean. Um, I'm going to transition out of that so we can go through this podcast and yeah. Um, uh, speaking of the undertaker, uh, was he doing uh, like a round of press this yeah. week in the last Friday? I've heard a lot of interviews. Yeah. He, he did barstools. <laughs> he did. Well, most recently he did, uh, he did go on a busted open, uh, radio on Sirius. He did barstool sports, pardon my take. And I have not got to hear the audio. So I haven't got to hear the which, you know, I can't, I can't hear the context and the flavor and him laughing, but uh, it sounded like Barstool, as you'd expect with their brand. Uh, they, you know, they, they, they did some, they did some good interviewing, some good questions with, with wrestling, but they brought up one of the, the famous, like, and I, I wish Matt was here because uh, bring it up to him. One of the famous oh, yeah. things about one of the famous fun facts about the Undertaker, weird fun facts, is that he has like this phobia, dislike, fear, whatever of cucumbers. <laughs> And they brought it up to him. And when you read the transcript, it's I, I legitimately I heard oh, the audio. I laugh out loud. I want to go hear the audio of it. I feel uh, Sigmund Freud would probably have some speculation on what that's all about. <laughs> so great. Uh, so the chat room's asking, what are you drinking tonight, Justin? Same. Absolute, Absolute. bar. Why don't you just come up with like a signature version of? No, I did not. Let me be clear. I don't think I explained this at the night. This was not some like creative thing I came up with. Every year in Brooklyn, I would do a pre-party for the couple for the three or four years that SummerSlam was in Brooklyn. I would do the same pre-party a few blocks away from Barclays at this particular bar, and uh, they would always have a they'd always create a drink and food menu. Actually, Seamus and I uh, did a party there, a post party in SummerSlam one year. We would always have a drink menu and, and a food menu that was that was that was wrestling themed and they knew that i was a you know like my spirit of choice was 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 vodka and so like the, so it be, so they named it the absolute lavar and so i just kind of ran with it and stuck with it and took it with and me now what's in this against again well in the, i mean the main the, the the principle is 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 vodka and sprite but then you can you can you can add there's some different fun garnishes I'm, I'm a i'm a spice guy so there's some fun different garnishes you can get into if you want a little jalapeno or if you want some some different spices to go with the uh, or if you want some flavors to go with it, but, but the principle is, is vodka sprite, very basic. Uh, people were asking earlier. I was I was drinking a Corona Corona Light that I got. Um, yeah, I'm just you know I've I've gone through periods in my life where I drink more alcohol, but I've never been like a big alcohol guy. And I think the like a, when I've had stressful jobs, maybe I would try. Okay, I'm just gonna have a beer at night, to sort of unwind, take my mind off things, and. Um, they go over, they call like session beers. Like, mm. uh, like I really like that. Like the kind of like lighter, easier going down the kind you could just have like four of them until you get full. You see, and you talk earlier about like the, like the weather and like, do you have like certain yeah. things with the weather? Like beer. I don't want to, dr- I don't really don't want to drink beer when it's cold. I, I'm definitely a guy that like, like when, when, when it's cold around Christmas time and the holidays, uh, I like, I like, like for dinner, if it's the right dinner, like a glass of red wine seems really nice. But like, I don't really want to drink beer, at least not like more than one or two. I don't really want to drink beer unless it's like hot out, unless I'm sitting out on a porch and like listen to music and like that's when I want beer. I don't crave beer in February. If that makes sense. You know what the most delicious alcoholic drink is? Like, it's absolutely the best one. If I had to pick one to have the rest of my life, what's that? A lava flow. I remember like having those when I went to Hawaii. 
I remember making them at home a few times. It's like coconut cream. And I think uh, there's like, like raspberry in it. And uh, it's just and like, uh, uh, like Malibu rum. It's like the most delicious drink, but it's also got like a thousand calories in each one. I will say, um, and I, and I, I've tried, I haven't really had much dark soda in the last three years. I've tried. Dark if soda. I, oh, okay. If I try to have soda, I try to keep it to like, I try to keep it to just like Sprite. I try not to have like Pepsi, Coke, Mountain Dew, Dr. Pepper, anything like that. Um, but Malibu with some Coke is actually not. I mean, it's a rum and Coke. It's just, it's just, it's just not the spiced rum of, of Jack and Coke. So Malibu and Coke's pretty good. I agree with that. Um, but yeah, like uh, there's something too. You know, Kids in the Hall had a great sketch about this uh, called "The Girl Drank Drunk." There's something <laughs> too. The, the 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 fruity, tasty drinks. I absolutely see the appeal. Uh, like I always wanted to be like a whiskey, scotch, bourbon guy, but I don't know. Maybe uh, I just yeah. I'm not. I don't have the palate for scotch yet. Um, I like Buffalo Trace bourbon. Buffalo Trace is pretty good. Um. I mean, I'll do shots of Fireball, which is whiskey, which I don't know. I think I finally have begun to understand the difference between good and bad wine. But for probably 20 years there, I could just get the, the two-buck chuck at Trader Joe's and be happy with that. If you want some wine, it's from California. Hmm. Um, WrestleMania 31, when, when it was at Levi Stadium, I, I, we did we – did, the night I always try to do like a WrestleMania event – and Vince, funny enough, we just, I was just clarifying Russo with Matt. Yes. Uh, Vince Russo was my, I was doing the Chair Shot Reality podcast at the time. Vince Russo was our like guest. And it was, we did a, um, an event at J Lore Wine Vineyard, uh, L O H R, J Lore. And uh, we had a, we, we had a Hall of Fame viewing party. We had it open to, I don't know, 30 or 40 people that bought tickets. They got like to sit and have this wine tasting event with us, food catered, and then we watched the Hall of Fame. Um, uh, I forget who all went in that night. I think Macho Man might have gone in that night. Maybe. At a winery, wow. Yeah, we did it at a winery. It was, it was kind of like a little, so, but it was like the idea was watch the whole thing, black tie event, try to get them, try to get dressed that, up. That's like the fanciest wrestling watch along, probably. It really was, you know. And Vin, there's a there's a great picture of Russo and I. I'll have to share it at some point. Like like it's like it's like in black and white, and we're all dressed to the nines, watching the Hall of Fame. I mean, did you and, have uh, to, yeah. But Jay Lore wine. Did you have to rent like a, a a bigger ballroom to store everyone's top hat and monocle? You know, <laughs> no, but it was when they came in. It was a, it was a success. It was part of a, if, as I recall, it was part of a package. You, you, we kind of did it like kind of like how you do like mania. You could either buy an a la carte and come to this uh, wine thing, or you could buy the whole package for CSR that weekend. And you got to go to the wine thing, and you got to go to our post pre and post mania event that we had at a different bar on Sunday. So I mean, like it was like a we had a lot of events going on. What's that? Uh, I want to know no. some parties at McMahon's. No, and I know of McMahon's. I would actually pass it. Unfortunately, I can never get in touch with the right people at McMahon's. It seemed like a, a great fit, obviously. McMahon's was a couple blocks closer, like by four blocks closer to Barclays. So I did, I had interest in it. But no, the place that we used, it was um, on the same, it was on the same Fifth Avenue as McMahon's. I think it was called 205th. A couple blocks down and opposite side of the street. Um, really good place. If you're in Brooklyn near Barclays, 205th, very nice staff. I uh, still keep in touch with the, the manager and the people that are there. Um, very cool place. Good food. Like I said, we did a lot of pre-parties there, LaBar pre-parties. And then, like I said, one time we did myself, Nick Hausman and Seamus doing a post SummerSlam, which, uh, everybody got sauced as you would think would happen. 
after SummerSlam. As you would think. You guys with the super chats tonight. Everyone has so many questions, so many things. I want to save some of this uh, for Matt. Rojo Bear, 24, five bucks, saying he hopes the ninth participant in the ladder match is either Brian Cage or Jeff Cobb. They're trolling, man. If it's not Drew at this point, they are trolling. If it's not Drew Gulak, they are trolling everyone. Or or maybe, well, I guess no. I guess all the other ones that were released in April from WB are still in the 99 no compete, so I guess it can't be. Name and Roebuck, 99. Do you think Kenny is the one to turn on the Elite? I mean, that would be a surprise. Yeah, I mean, Adam's the one that they're kind of putting in like uh, that final shot of, of of the Bucks, Kenny, and Hardy raising their hands at the in the end zone. But Adam was the one walking off, so like that's kind of like the obvious is Adam turns on them. But maybe it's Kenny. Yeah. Maybe Justin Lopez, five bucks, bar two hundred. Justin, I live down the block. Shout out to two hundred, the best sports bar in Brooklyn. It's a great place. It re- it really is. I mean, we I I. I I can't say enough about how cool of a place that, and I, and I've worked with so many bars in so many cities doing these kind of parties. Um, I've worked with bars, probably my number one favorite spirits on bourbon in new Orleans. It was a bar rescue John Taffer bar. And it now does, it's one of the most successful rescued bars that Taffer ever did. I've done two events with them. I love them the most. I love new Orleans the most, but 205th is really, really, really fun to deal with. It's good, good vibe, good atmosphere. I miss New York, man. I miss Brooklyn. It's going to probably be a long time till I'm back. I think uh, between 2018 and 2019, I think I went to New York maybe five or six times in a 13, 14 month time span. Like just crazy. We were supposed to be there in uh, in April before all this happened. We had all the tickets. I was supposed to be in Aruba this month. I had a reschedule that hopefully i'm going at the end of november if, if life no. is better but then is that on your way down to kokomo or just to <laughs> itself uh so full disclosure uh uh this is the 10th year my wife and i have been together not as married but as together and so uh aruba is where we went on a honeymoon so i just figured it's 10 years of like just being a couple i was trying to take us back to aruba and that was like the big surprise i gave her but that got screwed up brian barry 499 wants to know does Brody lee lose clean tomorrow or does the match end in dq and that's and that's probably the biggest thing that I'm interested in in terms of like booking is 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 we've talked about this like you don't see Brody Lee getting flat out pinned in his first like not his first match but his first like pay per view match and title match nonetheless but like they're not going to just pull it off Moxley this fast are they no 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 but I mean Brody could get it off Moxley because Brody has. The Dark Order, so Moxley could drop it, but not be look not look weak. Yeah. But yeah, there's a, there's a lot of question marks with the booking of that, you know. And also, if Moxley and Brody Lee is the last match, like you know, so you have Moxley versus Brody Lee, and then you have the Stadium Stampede. So I kind of think the Stadium Stampede is what goes last. But if Moxley versus Brody Lee goes last, that makes me start to question what the finish is. That makes me think, all right, they're going to go off with a bang, which would be a title change, which would be shocking. That's off Moxley, but again, and happening. You, he what are you losing the title? Yeah, I don't. Title. I don't think so. And I, but but again, Matt. To, How so many I'm, viewers did we lose since I've been away? I oh, you know, it's gone to nothing. It's like impacts ratings now, Matt. Nobody's watching, Matt. Um, but like, how do you how do you beat Brody on his first pay per view match in AEW? So like DQ. I mean, yeah, and if and if it's not the last match, you can get away with that. But AEW has not been real big on F finishes. They're not All real right. big on DQ. A new debut. Here's what you do. A new debut. It'd be very weird for a debuted babyface to come in and interrupt 
And then because Brody Lee needs to get the hell away from Moxley in the title picture, in my in my opinion, unless they have intentions of making him champion, like you said. I love Brody Lee. I know him personally. Um, worked with him on the Indies, one of my first indie shows, actually. Oh wow. But um with that said, he is not he's not ready to be champion. My humble opinion, who the hell am I? Um, but seriously, um they're a new company, they're taking on the juggernaut, per se. It is important who your champion is right now for them. It is. Um, hmm, it's not ready. It's not set up for him to be champion just yet. In my opinion, if this was my company. Again, it's not my company. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So so, so I would normally book this and to be weird, but have a, have a ba- debuting big name, some decent name, name size value of a, of a babyface debut that interrupts this match and takes Brody the hell away from Moxley into a new storyline. He's because you're seeing what's about to happen. They're booking themselves in a corner with this. Yeah. It's not going to help Brody Lee. He cannot lose either. I agree. Sting oh. shows up and takes on the Dark Order. There we go. The Dark go. Order. Um, so, uh, one last on They buried 10, by the way. 10, the only one in the group, by the way, that looked like he's seen a gem. Yes. Well, and he looks, he actually, if he was alone with the tattoos and the mask, like, he looks cool. I thought so. I thought yeah. the dude was pretty damn jacked. <laughs> yeah, we talked about this the other night. Um, so uh, the last thing we have to talk about SmackDown was that Intercontinental title tournament match that closed the show, Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. Um, I mean, again, this was like a pay-per-view level match. They gave us uh, some, some good stuff tonight. I just Love, don't yeah. care about it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I like Sheamus's trash talk during the match. I thought that was really good. Yeah. I mean, Sheamus is so believable. Um, he really is, and it's a good matchup for Jeff because Jeff can sell his ass off. Um, I loved working Jeff Hardy. I hated the fact, though, I got the Jeff Hardy complete opposite day. I was the face. He was the heel. Huh. It was when Jeff Hardy was a champion. I remember being like, come on, this is my chance to work Jeff Hardy, and you're going to give me like six months of – no, four months we worked together, essentially, I believe. House shows. We made event at every house show we were on. He was a champion with his own championship belt that I hated. Thought that was a terrible idea because then Ken Anderson beats him for it and he had to walk around wearing that belt with Jeff Hardy's logo and face and everything all over it. Yeah. It was so stupid. I remember um, that. But such as TNA. Um, and I was like, this is so reverse. This is not the way I wanted it. I wanted it to be me being this mean bastard, just beat <laughs> the tar out of. Uh, Jeff Hardy and watching him sell all over the arena like Ricky Martin, uh, Ricky Martin, Ricky Martin, him yeah. too. Um, Living to Vida Loca, shaking his bonbon. Do you know what I mean though? Because like he is the epitome of babyface, especially when it comes to the heat of the match for the heel. And it's so imperative that you have a babyface that can sell. That's why I loved working AJ. And again, mm-hmm. I think I was babyface versus an AJ too, who's oh, a wow. heel. I mean, it's just a, well, it's, it's so much easier to be a big heel than it is a babyface. So with this win from Hardy tonight, it's going to be Hardy versus Brian in the next round, and then Elias versus AJ. Ooh, with Daniel Bryan versus Hardy. Yeah, with, that I'm looking forward to. But but yeah, and it'll be fine. It'll be entertaining. But with the way this ended tonight, with 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 Hart with Hardy just getting kind of like Bailey beating uh, Charlotte, it was just a roll up. It screams that Sheamus is going to is going to somehow cost Jeff Hardy this, so it's not going to be that. That's the good. Not be the, the end. Yeah, it's okay. They, as long as they give me ten minutes of a good match and the eleventh minute that happens, I'm cool with yeah. that. I think. I mean, as much as I love Elias, 
I'd love to see it. I think we're building to AJ versus Brian as your finals, right? Hmm. Ooh, that's a hell of a final. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think the way they just brought Jeff back, I think it's going to be AJ versus Jeff. And that. Oh, though maybe not though. If they go with Sheamus, the way that the way if Jeff would have beat Sheamus, the way that the way that it was just a roll of victory and Sh- like nah, Sheamus is getting some revenge. Okay. Well, so look between right. Sheamus and Hardy, AJ Nakamura and Bailey and Charlotte. These were like three pay per view quality matches tonight. Even the stuff that didn't hit. This was, in my mind, this was a really good episode of SmackDown, especially considering what we've seen lately. It was WWE TV. Uh, but a question I think you're going to be much more excited to talk about, Matt. Leon's Duncan, $2, wants to know your favorite song on the Blueprint and your favorite Wu-Tang song. Oh, it put me on the spot with the Wu-Tang. Um, hmm. Hmm. I'm going to go deep. I'm going to say... I'm going to say the Chef Raekwon's first singles release. Oh, wow. Only built for Cuban links. Remember that CD, what it looked like? And the tape as well was purple. It's pretty sweet. Um, hmm. I guess ice cream. Ice cream was pretty dope. Um, All of Wu-Tang stuff was awesome. I don't know. I I felt like... I'm on the spot right now. I feel like the later albums... The later albums lost me. I think Enter the Three Six Chambers was incredible. The solo albums were great. I feel like, uh, what was it, the the video with all the bees, and when there were like 30 people in Wu-Tang, that's when I kind of started to tune out uh, a little bit. Well, I'm going to give it to you. What was that? What, what, what song was that? I want to say, was yeah. it like Forever or something like that? What was the... Oh, God, I forget the name yeah. of the songs. I don't remember the, the name. The chat room will know. Damn. What was it? Ooh, ha, ooh, ha. Well, I'm going <laughs> to give it to you. What knows? Something like that. Ah. Uh, and what about on the Blueprint album? I'll be honest, Blue uh, Jay Z got kind of I don't want to say corny. I was a big Nas and Big Biggie fan. Jay Z I liked, but um, I don't know why. In an interview I one time said I got it from the Blueprint album. No, I didn't. Um, yeah, which doesn't make sense. Well, the Blueprint album came out. I think it actually came out on nine eleven, didn't it? Or like I right? Say it came out after I became like sincerely. I, I could be wrong on that, but that's not where I got it from. That's not yeah. Kenny Boland is where I got it from in OVW. I was in a little promo. Um, anyways, um, GZ, I got nothing for you, dude. Sorry, nothing on the album. Nothing on the album that you share a name with. Hmm. I now I would say Glenn WO. I like yeah. Brooklyn's Finest, honestly. Okay. If, if my my favorite Jay Z song also has my favorite rapper in it, Biggie. So yeah, there you go. I'd say uh, back in my days, days, uh, days, girls, girls, girls was was my jam. Um, it was a cool video. Cool video. Also, the, the lyrics on that are just ridiculous. Even like the Eddie Murphy Raw reference that's in there, like it's just so like he doesn't get enough credit for how clever. What about Ninety Nine Problems? I like that name problems. I just feel it's play like I never need to hear that again. Like I'm good. I, I liked like, his mix. Hang on, with, 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 with what was the bat? What was the band? Lincoln Park. Oh, that was fire. Yeah. That the, that that Jay Z and Lincoln Park CD by Lincoln itself Park. was awesome. I I still listen to that. One of the best. Uh, I know this might be hard to believe. When I did work out in the gym regularly, one of the best. Uh, if you be, it, very hard. Thank you, Matt. You don't have to like reiterate what I said. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best beats. Did I tell you it was hard? Sorry. No. Triumph. Yes. Calm down. 
All I'm trying to say, one of the best, one of the best beats is is the beat to 99 Problems. If you can get an yeah. instrumental version of that, oh. that, that if you, if you want to like spar, which one, which one though? Jay Z's rap version, his original, just the rapper, not with Lincoln Park, just the rap. Oh. If you if you can get just the just the instrumental beat to 99 Problems, like to spar and like to get yourself going, that is that is a great. What was the one Lincoln Park song? I'm about to break that mix with Jay Z. Oh my god, that may be my top ten of all time. Actually, wow. Wow, that makes me like want to head by the window. Fun like, fact, I, my, I get so amped up to that song. My high school AOL Instant Messenger screen name was a playoff of uh, Lincoln Park. Come you on, you interrupted me for that garbage. Yes, you're you're surprised I said that too. That look at everyone rewind that moment right there. Look at Justin's face. He's very he's very <laughs> flabbergasted. How dare I be offended that he cut me off with that nonsense of his how, AOL screen name? How dare you cut me off? <laughs> on your wrestling ink bingo card everyone i'm just reiterating that that song would pump me up that much while i'm in the gym i need to be clear because i realize when i watch the show back every once in a while when i talk and any of you guys talk it automatically speaks you guys speak over me and it like cuts my mic for some reason i don't know why tonight the real sound- mic it's set up perfectly i don't know why it happens you sound fantastic tonight this is great <laughs> it's something with the connection though and how it works even when i do it on this in the office Huh. When you guys talk in the chat room, probably knows what I'm talking about. When you guys talk, like just talk over me right now. Go, la, 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 la. talk over me. Go, madam talking over man and talking. So right there, you won't hear my laws, and you'll hear Glenn. Huh? That's unfortunate. But Matt, does it does, it, does, it, does that <laughs> does that happen with Glenn and I? Because it might be just both of you. Both of you have really good in Ryback. It happened too. I noticed he huh. has a really good mics or sound or something. Because to let everybody know, we used to do this podcast, and people probably can tell the difference. We used to do this podcast with the Google Hangouts, and Google Hangouts was programmed to where whoever's the, the person that hears audio, it then like takes them as like the main person, and right. it will cut off. But we're not on Google Hangouts, so I don't right. know if it's it's a connection thing or if it, that's just how this is programmed. I don't know. It's because it's me. Oh, I hear you guys over each other. Uh, Bob the Builder. Canadian, California, five dollars. We've got our own currency now. Uh, Matthew Thomas Morgan. That's weird using his middle name. Is he in trouble or something? Uh, any heat on Big Show? Your matches with him were so stiff. Also loved your cameo on The Good Guys. Bob the Builder, who are you? I'm on to you, Bob the Builder. You know way too much about me. You're a family member, I think. <laughs> you are. You're, you're one of my nieces and nephews. I have a feeling, Bob the Builder. Um, hmm. Was he stiff with me, Big Show? No, I don't remember that. In fact, it was the opposite. I remember, I've told you guys this ad nauseum probably, Big Show used to go to Vince behind my back. First of all, Big Show would have me onto his bus after we would work together because I was in awe of him, in a, not, not in a Markish way, but in a just an athlete kind of way, right? If you were on the Celtics back in the you know mid-80s, right, and you're the backup center, you're going to go hang out with Robert Parrish and pick his brain for everything. Uh, <laughs> hey, listen to me. For everything he's worth because you want to pick his brain because he's successful, right? So I was like that with every big guy. Kane, Big Show, Undertaker, whenever I had my opportunities to, to meet with them. So here I'm working an angle with Big Show. So after one of our matches or whatever, run-ins in which I have fived him through the table, I think, he had me on his bus, his tour bus. We had a we had a beer together, and he's congratulating me or whatever. Next thing I know, the next taping I go to for SmackDown, Vince pulls me aside in the gorilla. He's like, "Hey, great job! You're doing great. Just uh, you know, just remember, you got to take it easy out there." I'm like, "What do you mean? I don't understand." 
Because when I just come to the curtain, I used to do this or that to Vince to let me know what my segment was. Or how do you think I did? And he always gave me a thumbs up, generally. Um, so I did that. And he was like, mm. I'm like, what does that mean? So I went over and I asked him. And he's like, well, you've got to be a little bit, you know, big, big show saying that, you know, you got to take care of them a little bit better. And in my head, I was like, that backstep. You got to be kidding me. He has so many opportunities to come up to me and tell me that there's something he didn't like or that he was I was risking injuring him or something like that. And he never did. You know, so I, I lost some respect because of that, because it, it, it was not me not being not careful with him. It was him being insecure and he had no reason to be insecure because he's like five of me. Literally, he's a mon- He's a, so immense. It doesn't TV does not do injustice. It's a real thing. He's literally two of me. Two of me wide and a couple inches taller. And he's Matt, the I, big show, and I was a young rookie. Are you kidding me? You had nothing to be weirded out by or jealous by or insecure by, most importantly. You know what I mean? So that's my thing with him. Matt, this might be one of those like folk rumors. Does uh, there's once there's once a thing? Does Big Show actually have Jack Daniels on tap on his bus? Oh, this is one of his first, but very, very, very oh, okay. first buses. This was a new thing at the time. He was the only one with one at the time. Okay. Brock had had an airplane that had been on, believe it or not. Um, someone in the chat was speculating. I apologize. Super chats like go off after uh, a while. Um, but someone was speculating that uh, Rusev could show up and cost Brody Lee. He can't. Oh, that would be good though. Uh, why are you got to be a Debbie Downer, Justin? Well, because according to my calculations, his 90 days are not up yet. <laughs> Is that what you're going to say? Raj, Debbie down a rain cloud. Take everyone's fun away. I'm going to wait till you have something else important to say and I'll interrupt okay. you. <laughs> he who taketh awayeth. Go ahead. What What was the AOL screen name, Justin? Just, just get, You don't have to say the exact one, but what's not These nuts. I mean, I can say it because I haven't logged on in 15 years, so my away message is probably still up. It was a, a Punk Park 2005. Oh, there you go. You interrupted me for that? <laughs> yes. Goodness gracious. Matt, have you, you've had an email address with Blueprint in the email address, though, right? Oh, I'm sure I have. I have had to have. Yes, that's definitely... Matt Mar- definitely Matt Morgan Markish material for sure. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so people are saying, uh, and I just confirmed this, uh, Phoenix is out of the ladder match tomorrow night. Joey Janela is taking his oh, place. Awesome five. That, that bump he took on Wednesday. Oh, I didn't know he got hurt from it. Sorry. Yeah. He, if nobody called him, he just. And <laughs> even Britt, more, uh, yeah. Britt Baker is out yeah, due to injury tomorrow. Damn. How bad's her injury? Do we know? Looks bad. Knee. It's her knee. ACL? It seems like I don't I don't I don't know for sure, but it, it's it's her knee. It looks bad. Oh boy. She was start, she was really starting to not starting. She was moving the, past just starting doing great. The the baby faces fireman like they wanted a fireman carry Naya and have Naya come and hit Britt here in the corner. And they dumped Naya uh, or Nyla, sorry, Nyla, Nyla, sorry. They dumped Nyla right on Britt's knee. And Nyla just came right onto Britt's knee, and and the way where how Britt's knee was laying. What the um, hell? Did they not see her there? How did that happen? I gotta go back and watch it. Just AEW's women's division, man. Like it's just finally starting to get 
Yes. Something yes. going. Starring her, finally. Yeah. Uh, Bob the Builder is clarifying, giving money to clarify. Raj Geary thanks you every time. You follow up to your super chat. Builder, I am on super chat. He's giving us Canadian more money, correct? How many people do you know in Canada? So that means he's from Canada. Canada? <laughs> How many people do you know in Canada? You are Bob the Builder. I now know who you are. That just gave it away. I know for sure who you are. Or maybe he's paying in Canadian Canadian money to to hide his true identity. Maybe he's uh, from somewhere else. I don't know. But that's awesome. You see me on the good guys. That's awesome. That was a very fun time. Yeah, I was gonna say I I, I mean to go, Matt. No offense. Not like I don't get you know my fill of Matt Morgan. But I think every so often I'm gonna go back and watch all of season two of Tough Enough. I'm gonna go back and watch the Matt Morgan matches. I'm gonna go back and watch the Matt Morgan acting stuff. You haven't done acting in a while. I know you auditioned for something super secret a while ago, but uh, you haven't. When's the last time you acted uh, in movies or TV? Oh my, God. when I was still wrestling. Right. Yeah. I want to say, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. So I guess pre twenty fourteen. Yeah. Yes. Um, Everett Todd two dollars say AEW's women's division needs a faction. They need something, man. With Britt gone, Britt, look, Britt ain't the champ, but Britt is the biggest star in AEW's women's division. Biggest character. I agree, brother. And Damn. get yeah. better, Britt. Seriously. <sighs> Well, that sucks. Uh, speaking of AEW, Justin, hit us with the ratings. So the numbers are in. Uh, AEW this past week, uh, viewership up for their go-home show to double or nothing, which is what you want if you're them. Uh, Dynamite Drew, uh, again, this is viewership, not a rating, viewership. 701,000, that's up uh, 7% from the previous week. And that was better than NXT. NXT did 592,000, that was down 2%. So uh, AEW moving in the up, NXT moving in the down uh, compared to the weeks prior. Interesting. Uh, did you guys watch uh, Snowpiercer on TNT this week? I watched. You know what? We I didn't watch it live, but we watched one of the re airings of it because my wife had like heard about it on all the her pop culture podcasts, and we had something. We did, last night we wanted something to watch, so we did. We did watch the first episode. Did you see the movie? I did not. I actually after I did start doing my deep dive after the fact. And I saw it in the credits that it was based on a movie. I didn't know that there was already a movie made about it. Dude, the movie is like legit. It's by the same guy who did Parasite, the one best picture this year at the okay. Oscars. But it is an action movie that goes from the back of the train to the front of the train. And that is the entire movie. It is fantastic. One of the best films hmm. of the 21st century. Interesting. Uh, so Matt Morgan, we got tomorrow night. We got Double or Nothing. We're going to pay money. We're going to pay like 50 bucks. Is it 50 bucks tomorrow night? For what? For double or nothing tomorrow night. Oh yeah, I watch it on my phone generally on the what do you call it app? BR Live. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Raj doesn't just point it at his TV and then FaceTime you, so you can watch it on your phone that way for free. No, why should he? Be? <laughs> you should be like Raj Geary, pay pay for my double or nothing. Pay I'll tell you pay per view. I'll tell you what I used to uh, I used to turn into the tax man uh, before the WWE Network, and you had to pay for pay per views. I used to turn the pay per view and cable bills, and then I turned the WWE Network bills. Go to the tax man and say, look, I'm doing this pro wrestling podcast and stuff. This is an expense. I mm -hmm. want as a write-off all these uh, pay-per-views I got to buy. I write off my WWE network every year. I should be smart enough to be doing that. I am not. Oh, yeah, you were telling me, doesn't your dad still do your taxes? He used to back in the day, yeah. yeah. Not anymore. 
got to get that. You can write off your internet. You can write off all, especially now that you're doing all this work from home. Yeah. You can, you can write off part of your mortgage if, if you have a home office. Nah, they right. really audit that, though, so I've never taken that deduction. Great. Yeah. Anyhow, I know we're talking about taxes, Matt. On a Friday night, what could be more exciting? An adult. Um, uh, people want to know uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Did you watch? Oh, yes. Yes, I did. I wish there was more to it, don't you? Like uh, I, I left wanting more from that. It was so well done. They're all so good. Um, but this one, I, I thought they could have done even more. Um, there could be an extended cut. It's the highest rated episode of the series. I wouldn't be surprised if they try and do a little more. Uh, people want to know, are we going to do predictions for tomorrow? Do we need to do predictions <clears throat> for tomorrow? It's getting late. We're at an hour 30. Just how many matches are there? I don't know. <laughs> like, Justin, do you have a card in front of you? Nope. Come on, Punk Park 2005. Ask us on Twitter. I'm going to go change my away message if I can get log in. <laughs> you know, they shut down AOL and Messenger like two years ago. Damn. Yes. Uh, I'm looking at the card. Hold on. No, we're not doing predictions. We're done. No, well, no predictions. It's 11.38 on a Friday East Coast. It's not this 8.38 West Coast time where oh. you still have daylight. We're, we're out of here. We're done. There. Last Super Chat, Brian Barry. Uh, oh, we got, we got one more quick one. I want to know, how is it playing the Cornet bodyguard? Easy. And it was right when I had hurt my back. And I just got through uh, a dick over addiction. Oh, I was wow. about six, seven months sober at the time. It was a great opportunity for me because I thought I was done with wrestling. I wasn't coming back to wrestling. I was made the deal that I'm done. I can't go back and wrestle and avoid taking painkillers. My, I'm not strong enough. I felt. <clears throat> Excuse me. My addiction was still so darn new, even though I'm sober now for six to seven months. But when they pitched it to me that I'd be Cornet's bodyguard, all I had to do was be on TV, be big, and be behind them, essentially. Oh, my God, right? Yeah. And then a slow burn introduction to where they let my promo skills take take be featured instead of my physique and my, my, my physicality and wrestling in the ring and all that other stuff. It ended up really working well for me in the long run, especially on the addiction front because I wasn't taking bumps. Yeah, I bet. Uh, last you ever hooped with? Hooped yeah. with? Oh, by f this has to be Mark Jindrak asking me that question. Uh, by far, Mark, Mark Jindrak. There you have it. Oh, and Justin wants to know when you were away, uh, you, did you ever experience firsthand Undertaker's fear of cucumbers? No. He talked about it on, he talked about it on Barstool Sports this past week. It was hilarious. He will leave the room if there are cucumbers in the room. They freak what's him his, out. What's his, why they freak him out? It freaks them out. This got into a deep dive. I'll be really quick. I guess there's some kind of like scent. There's a chemical scent about cucumbers that certain people are, are have like a a phobia or a problem with. And Undertaker has a problem with cucumbers. It's a natural diuretic. He's missing out. You can. That's what you guys should be eating at nighttime when you crave midnight snacks. Dip some of that in vinaigrette, and I, you'll you'll think you're cheating on your diet, but you're not. And it helps jump starts your metabolism as well while you're able to go back to sleep. It's really good stuff. Couldn't you just have pickles instead? Oh, I love pickles, but they're sodium. That's true, the sodium. Cranberry juice. It's a natural diuretic. My girlfriend has it, which is on her period. You on your period? In the movie, Glenn. I, I actually don't know. Martin Scorsese's The Departed. Oh, never so, saw it. So you just made a ridiculous-looking face to close off the show to a joke that nobody got. It's not... I thought one of you would have got is right now. If you score safety, the Simpsons, uh, what's his name? Nelson going, hey, hey, it would be right now. 
I stopped. I, I between 1983 and the year 2004, I've saw every movie that was released, and then I just stopped one day. Stopped. You need to see The Departed, though. Come on, man. No, I, I'm behind on some stuff. You've never seen The Departed? It was good. I've heard it was good. Very good. Okay, gentlemen. Uh, Justin, we'll see you on Wednesday tomorrow. Ooh. Did you pick yeah. up on that, Justin? He referred to us as gentlemen, not you. He said oh, gentlemen and Justin. I caught it. I got heat with Glenn. I got heat with you. I got heat with both of you. This is, this is... You hate me tonight. Oh, hate... God. Morgan, you and I. <laughs> so much negativity in the world. Come on. This is my escape from that. Okay. Uh, we'll see you back tomorrow night for Double or Nothing. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy, stay sane. We'll catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. Raj doesn't thank you for the super chats.